everybody. Welcome back to Wings with Friends. I'm your host, Mary Upchurch, and I am on the road right now. I'm in beautiful, lovely Sacramento, and this episode is coming to you from Chicago Fire with Johnny Taylor. Hi, Mary. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, Johnny. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Oh, my gosh. This was your suggestion. This place is good. Okay, it better be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even uh, the, the waiter was like, it's the best wings in sack. He has to see that. Is it happening? <laughs> is everything good? Is it, no, it's fine. Okay. Um, yeah, that's cool. I really love that we're at an authentic Sacramento restaurant called Chicago Fire. Right. Uh, <laughs> Sacramento Fire <laughs> doesn't roll off the tongue as well, but uh, they're famous for their Chicago deep dish pizza. And, uh, Which we may or may not have ordered on this wing podcast. Yeah, it's not called pizza with friends. No. But uh, you'd be surprised at how many times I've had pizza. I don't think I'd be surprised. I would I almost... Wings and pizza are such a great, like, accompaniment. Uh, accompaniment. They go good together. I'm not going to say it. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Very good. Uh, yeah, they go great together. So, I mean, if, if a wing place has pizza, might as well fuck with it. <laughs> Um, yeah, and if, if anybody listening has been on the podcast, they know that I like to order a lot of food um, just because it's a good excuse to eat. Like, you get to eat in I public. I love food, so. Yeah, you need it, right? Very good. Um, well, Johnny Taylor, you are a yes. comedian. Yes. Um, and I met you in Phoenix this summer. Yeah. What were you doing in Phoenix? Uh, I was headlining a place called Off the Cuff in Glendale, Arizona. I don't know. Are you familiar with that place? A little bit, but I've never been there. Uh, it was fun. Yeah. yeah. Had a good crowd and good payday. And nice. It was fun. I got real drunk. Uh, when we met, it was like the last night of some bar being yep. open. So, which is really funny because uh, I was recording uh, the 100th episode of the Meat Sweats podcast okay. at Third Space, and it was the last night Third Space was going to be there. That episode just dropped this last Friday. Oh, wow. So, it's like all these memories coming back, and I was drunk as fuck. F. Yeah, you were. I was really hammered and having just a really good time. Yeah, it was fun. Um, it was good. So, so yeah. So that is fantastic. And that's what I like about comedy is you meet people here, you meet people there, and you're like, hey, let's do a podcast. Right. It was, uh, yeah, I was hanging out with Matt Micheletti mm-hmm. and uh, Micheletti. Does he go by Micheletti? Micheletti. Yeah, Barbie. Uh, yeah, hanging out with them. Uh, and... Yeah, we met, and I met a bunch of people that night, and yeah, everybody, like all of Phoenix comedy. everybody was wasted. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's amazing anybody remembers anybody from that night, because... It was one of those, like, fun nights of, like, okay, we're, we're going out to record this show, but we're also going to all have a night. Yeah. It's going to be a night. Yeah, I showed up on a good night. Yeah. Because, yeah, the party light was definitely on. So, so perfect. And now we're in Sacramento, and we're so sober-ish. I am. I'm anyway. having a Coke. <laughs> not even drinking a beer. Uh, I do drink. Are you sober sober? No, no. I just, it, with my food, I like soda. Yeah, I love soda. I love soda anyway, so, uh, and it's like daytime. I don't feel like being day drunk. I have a show later. I Me don't want to, I want to be on point. Um, 
Fantastic. I mean, I agree. I agree. I I don't. I want to be on point for my show. It's my last one, and I want to be invited back. Yeah. Um, I'm at Last Unlimited all weekend with Kirk McHenry, and a really great um, opener named Andre. He's so nice and happy. He's a great host. Yeah, Andre Morton, very Morton, funny. Yeah. He's from. Uh, I think he's from the 209. Yeah. Uh, super funny. All those guys are hilarious down there. And then uh, Kirk McHenry, who's been a sax staple for like 25 years. So, yeah. Uh, which is cool. What's the deal with Modesto? Because last night I said, because uh, in one of my jokes I say, you know, like, I don't want to just be Phoenix funny. I want to be like Folsom funny and Sacramento funny. And when I said Modesto funny, like they're laughing, they're in it. And then I said Modesto funny and they go, oh, no. Modesto's that, trash. Is that the, okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's a trash heap. There's something about a trash trash, heap. trash cities that produce really funny people, though. <laughs> and, uh, Who's from Modesto? Oh, Anthony K. Oh, I uh, love him. Um, yeah, Anthony, Andre Morton, Taylor Evans, uh, Rhoda Ramon, she's very funny, uh, Jason Somm, Chris Teixeira, not as much funny, but <laughs> <laughs> kidding, Chris, I love you. Uh, so... Um, how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, almost 10 years. Nice. Uh, so I am in year nine currently. And uh, most of it here, I started here in Sac, and then I moved to L.A. I've been living in L.A. the last three years. But I uh, broke up with my girlfriend and just booked myself solid on the road. So I've been on the road just couch surfing and uh, staying in random hotel rooms for like four months. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but I'm going to be in SAC for a little bit. I'm doing Fringe next year in Scotland. And then I'm going to stay in the U.K. for six months. Wow. So I'm basically just killing time until then and booking myself on the road. So right now, you, so you're saying technically you you're, you live in L.A., but you've just been in Sacramento? I've or? been in Sacramento hanging out. Uh, it's been like home base yeah. since I didn't want to live with my ex-girlfriend. Right, uh, that's rough. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, my gosh, it our is. first course is here. All right, we got hella um, courses. So, <laughs> thanks so much. Oh, yes, bone-in, yeah. We I don't, don't, we don't fuck around. Wings. No, that's for that's, somebody else. Those are chicken tenders. They really are. Must be real. I have let people do that because I really wanted them on the podcast, but... Um, can, can you mention who wanted boneless wings? Um, You're not going to name names, are you? No, well, you'll know if you listen to it. Like, some, if it's a really cool person, and I'm like, I really want you on there. My friend, um, her name's Casey... Such a cool chick. She had this great story about why she doesn't eat bone-in wings because, yeah. like, she was eating, like, ooh, thank you, wings are here. Thanks Just so right much. Here. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, wait, what is this? No, we got bone-in. He just asked us about it. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're off to a rough start. No. Ladies and gentlemen. I kind of wanted to eat one, though. Uh, they look good. They smell delicious. But Holy let's be, let's be honest. The waiter came and said, did you order boneless or bone-in? We just said bone-in. And then a guy came. Oh, just magical. With boneless wings. I should have tasted one like I thought it was ours. And then be like, wait a minute, just so I could have eaten one. Right. That would have oh. been a good call. Do you smell that? It's like lingering. It's it, so and good. And I'm all, me too. Okay, so we were just trying to trash talk boneless wings, but I'll eat the shit out of some boneless wings. I just won't order them. If someone shows up with boneless wings, I'm going to have some, but I prefer <laughs> bone-in. People like boneless because they just they don't want to do any work. They want all meat. They don't want any bone. 
Okay, my friend Casey, she was eating those tequila lime wings from Costco, like the frozen ones, and she bit into it, and like there was a bunch of quill, like like all the feathers had not oh. been removed. So she can't. Right. <laughs> Trying not to gag. You should currently. see this expression right now. Um, that's rough. Right, it is rough. So, um, so that's why. But I still wanted her on the podcast. Uh, first off, I love that you said there was some quill, <laughs> which makes it sound. Uh, old-timey and disgusting at the same time. <laughs> you know what somebody told me once? It was Jay Washington, I believe. He goes, oh, no, that's good. That means the chicken hasn't been too processed. Oh, wow, that's a real silver lining <laughs> way, of, way of looking at that. Uh, I would have grabbed that and just threw it out the window. <laughs> she was like a little kid, too, and she was like, I can't. Right. But let's pause and munch on some of this stuff, and then we're going to get into your comedy. I want to. I actually have never seen you perform, so should I admit that? I don't know. Um, Jesus, YouTube, watch a clip. You know, there's just so many things to watch. Right, I wouldn't I watch it I don't even watch either. my own clips. I've never seen you perform. Oh, perfect, so you know it's good. Right. All right, we'll be right back. We just had our medium garlic buffalo wings. What would you think, Johnny Taylor? I loved them. I thought they were really good. Uh, I probably prefer just a traditional buffalo. Okay. But garlic was a nice touch. It was a good garlic, too. Like, it wasn't, yeah. like, an annoying garlic, right. but it was, like, a good, subtle. Uh, it's something tasted kind of Asian in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll, probably uh, the garlic. We'll trip to the Far East in there. <laughs> I yeah. mean, we're in Sacramento. We're in Chicago. We're, we're in the Far East. Right. It's amazing. So you also showed me a technique that I have heard so much about, but nobody has ever been so kind as to show me. What did you do? Uh, I So on the... Uh, the wings that aren't drums, what are those called? I call them flats. The flats. On the flats, you just break at the top. You break the two bones apart, and you pull one bone out, and that other bone has all the meat on it, and you can just dip it, stick it right in your gullet. <laughs> and, uh, Which you did. It was hot, though. I think that's what I really like about these wings, too, is that I thought, like, when we first got them, they were, like, really crispy on the outside, and they were, like, tender and moist and hot as fuck on the inside. Right. Um, nice. Um, do you have a preference between, like, a drummy or a flat? Uh, I like them both. Uh, flats, I like to do that technique. Yeah. But I like a drumstick. Yeah, you got a little, like, handle. Yeah. Um, I do, I like the flats, and I kind of go searching. Okay. For the meat, but what I notice, it really chaps my lips. Like right. it makes them, it burns them. I need chapstick at the end of a good wing. Uh, Especially situation. if you're going with like a particularly hot wing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you what like a, spice? What's your spice? Um, not. I can't do too much. You would think I could, because I'm half Mexican, but I didn't get that part. I didn't inherit the spice. I like uh, a little bit of spice. Yeah. And uh, I don't want it to be overwhelming. Right. So, very cool. This has been so good. We still have more food coming, which is so exciting. Um, so, we were talking a little bit about your comedy. You've been uh -huh. doing it for about 10 years. Right. Um, and I know when I met you, you were telling me, like, you open for Brian Posehn a lot. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about your comedy. Like, what's your perspective? I see a lot of dark symbols on your oh, Instagram yeah. page. Like, oh, what's yeah. that all about? Uh, I love, like, satanic imagery. Uh so I've incorporated it into my branding. Um, my comedy is not satanic. It's just stand-up comedy. It's just stand-up. Right. It's like normal stand-up. It's, I mean, it, it's stand dark, like autobiographical storytelling. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's not scary or anything. It's stand-up. It's know? not scary. It's, it's stand-up. It's silly. It's 
Yeah. You know, it's equal parts silly as it is dark, so. What I noticed, though, is people, your fans, like, really engage with you a lot over that. Like, they, like I'm seeing that people, like, really relate to some of the things you're saying, even though they're dark and, like, finding the humor side of it. Um, like, does that happen to you a lot, or do you find that a lot? Yeah, I think uh, because it's, like, brutally honest, uh, people kind of relate to it. And, yeah, and, uh, yeah I mean, I have a lot of people that are... Uh, very much like fans of mine because they feel like uh, I'm making funny maybe something that was traumatic to them and I think that's great you know all my favorite stand-ups uh, had that relatable quality and yeah and so it's cool to be able to do that to other people but uh, yeah I think the fact that I'm just delving pretty deep into my own personal life uh, uh, you know warts and all so to speak yeah uh, people really relate to it. And some people don't like it. Some people are, it's uncomfortable to some people. And yeah, triggering. you were saying, was it last night or the night before? You were like, here's the reaction people had to my set. And oh, yeah. people, what happened? Tell me uh, about that. I we, wasn't there. We did a show in Davis, which is traditionally a college town, but it's also an ag town. A what town? Uh, ag Aggie. It's uh, agriculture. Oh, you sure. know. So uh, I got asked to do like a last minute, kind of 15 minute set. And uh, we got there, and I looked at the crowd, and it was a lot of, like, elderly white people. <laughs> and I thought it would be funny to just do a really filthy set for this <laughs> crowd. And uh, so that's what I did, you know. I committed to the, to the filth. And, uh, you know, it didn't go poorly, necessarily. It was just... Like, at one point, a lady was, like, clutching her chest. I thought she was going to die. <laughs> Wait, because she was laughing or she was no, having a No, she was, like, literally <laughs> so shocked. Uh, and I, I kind of, like, doubled down real deep uh, where I was, like, we started kind of level one dirty. And then I progressively got dirtier. And, and by my closer, it was just real, real filthy. I said the word come, like... 20 times in a set, you know, it was a, it was a, a come heavy set. <laughs> you should have given them paper towels. Yeah, yeah, I did it. I mean, it was just really, really filthy. And really I'm not good. traditionally that filthy, but I just took all my filthiest bits and then did them <laughs> in a 15 minute set. Did, um, the people who asked you kind of last minute, were, were they pleased with this? Or were they like, oh, that's not what we were expecting? Uh, my friend Keith booked it. And uh, during my set, I looked over, and it looked like he was trying to crawl out of his body. <laughs> during the set. <laughs> which which made me laugh. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Could you give me an example of, like, a level... You said you started at level one. Like, what's, like, a level seven dirty to you? Like, level seven... Uh, that was probably like maybe 10 minutes into my set. I did uh, <laughs> I did a bit where I talked about uh, this girl I hate that I used to work with in an office. And I, I talk about her uh, getting coffee. It was the moment I realized I hated her because like I had a physical reaction to it. She's getting coffee, and she like opened up a cabinet to get creamer out. And she put creamer in her coffee, and when she lifted her head back up, she hit it on the corner of the cabinet. <laughs> and I came. That's the joke. <laughs> And, hilarious. and so uh, I said that, and they seemed very thrown off by the fact that I said the word come. And I was like, oh, God, get ready. Because then I did this bit about coming in my own face where I kind of, not on purpose, 
just overshot my target. And uh, about halfway through that bit, uh, there were people, like, they weren't looking at me. They were, like, looking at their friend. Like, like they were, like, putting their hands up over their face. I think they were, like, embarrassed for me, maybe? You think maybe? there's people, like, on first dates and stuff like that? It's no, great these first people were, material. like, literally 80 years old. Oh, they would come in years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think between all the death and come, they were, like, having, like, a mortality trip combined with, like, I haven't had sex in a while. I want to come back to death and come in a minute here, and this is the worst place to bring this up, but it may have reminded me, my dad will hit his head on anything. If it's, if there's a cabinet open, if there's like the, you know, part of the car door open, like he hits his head all the time, and it's so sad and adorable, and I realize it's kind of his thing. Right, right. And, and, uh, and honestly, there's nothing funnier than someone not seriously injuring themselves <laughs> like it's awful when it's serious but when someone injures himself in a not serious way it's pretty funny usually so you made you're really now, now you're really taking me down this dark path because now i'm really thinking about i'm trying to think of what is the worst of the worst and i think of and it kind of uh, uh, combines what you've already talked about i feel like skull fucking is the right. probably one of like up there as like the worst of the worst and it combines like uh death and come and all of that is there anything do you think can, can you top that is there anything worse than skull fucking yeah i mean there's i, I don't have anything in my set that's right. that's that uh that bad but you know i've seen various versions of like the aristocrats joke oh, right, right, where yeah. it's just like taking it where it's not even comedy anymore it's just like how can i shock somebody sure and, sure sure you know and i mean uh, a couple of people even said, like, that was some aristocrat stuff. And I was like, no, I, I was still telling a joke. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't formulaic, necessarily. It was just a story. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't dirty just to be dirty. It just happened to be dirty. Yeah. That's hilarious. I think the, oh, my God, is that our pizza? I think I just came when oh. I saw it. <laughs> oh, man. Right. Just calm, kidding. Calm, um, heavy podcast. <laughs> Thanks so much, oh, Asa, our best waiter here. Um, all right, I'm going to pause it again so we can, like, mac down We're on this pizza. pizza now. Yeah. Okay, so I think it should be hitting pause and unpause. I think you figured it out. I finally figured it out. And maybe we can get more than five minutes of podcasting done. Maybe. Then stop interrupting us with all this delicious food. Ooh, we're done now. I think we're done. We okay, so. Done. Overall, we had some dumpster fries that were Greek-inspired. Good. Then we had some garlic buffalo wings. Very good. Which is the name of this episode. Garlic buffalo wings. I think I'll call this, like, Wings with Friends, Chicago Fires, Garlic Buffalo Wings with Johnny Taylor. Yeah, that's long. <laughs> it, be it beats cum and <laughs> explosions. Oh, that's right. We were talking about that. You know what's funny about that? Oh, wait. And then we had we just had a deep dish pizza. Yeah, it was amazing. It was really good. Um, it was better than that pizza place I worked at for a day in San Diego that what, my friends owned. What place was that? It's just a dumb little pizza place. Okay. One Not of my friends owned. It was called Regent's Pizzeria. Okay. Um, and uh, they made a deep dish. Did you get fired or did you quit? I was never really hired. I just filled in a little bit. But oh, I was okay. very excited to be spending time with uh, somebody I thought was my boyfriend, but I guess wasn't. Oh, no. Um, that's okay. He recently found me on Facebook, and he's married with children. Well, good for him. Like, I know. Isn't that amazing? When people say, I don't want kids, I don't ever want to get married. And then they do. Yeah. He looks really miserable. No, just kidding. I don't know. 
I'm only saying this because I know that nobody listens to my podcast. If you're listening to this, sir. You missed out. You missed out. Just kidding. You should have seen this lunch we just had. <laughs> Could have been you, bro. Um, okay, that was a weird turn to go down. I'm sorry. I didn't work at the pizza place. Um, but I enjoyed spending time there. Um, oh, Johnny, I'm all over the place. It's I'm okay. I'm full. I'm so full. And I'm like, stuffed. I need a nap. Same. Um, so the pizza was good. The wings were great. Mm. We're talking about comedy. We were talking yep. about your filthy comedy. Um, so is skull fucking the, the biggest, the highest on this dirty scale? Or is there I mean, anything there's more? There's like necrophilia and stuff. Yeah. And like just... Uh, I think anything with like, there's worse. There's I'm not going to go into details. Yeah, you're but right. I was just thinking about it. I feel like it's like things that aren't actually that actually couldn't that don't really happen. Right. If it's something that could really happen, then that's just offensive. Right. But if it's something like you know skull fucking, like nobody's doing that, no, are no. they? Like, I mean, I don't think. <laughs> Depends on what day of the week we're talking. Uh, <laughs> never on Sundays. Never. The Lord's Day. Yeah. Um, it's hilarious. So tell me a little bit more about your... Who are you waving at? There was a fly. Oh. I was like, oh, do you know everybody here? Yeah, Are yeah. you like Mr. Sacramento? This is my town. Did no. you, are you from here, from here? Uh, I was born in Southern California, but... What part? Riverside. Oh. I've lived in a... Riverside. I lived in Sacramento for 25 years, though. Oh, I see. From the time okay. I was 14 to 39. Did you ever see Lady Bird? I sure did. What did you think of it? I thought it was nice. Uh, I was supposed to be a love letter to Sacramento. Yeah. I thought it was okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Everybody else I've asked, they, uh, they haven't seen it. I didn't love it. I mean, it is a young woman's movie. I liked it. Yeah. And it was cool to see Sacramento, you know, through that scope. There's yeah. a big ladybird mural over here on oh, 20th is? Street. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. I really enjoyed seeing Sorceronin Not Dead because ever since I saw The Lovely Bones, I was really upset. The Lovely Bones. So I loved seeing her alive and well. Like that movie's just stayed with me. It was lovely so scary. Lovely Bones the dark one. It really is. Um so tell me a little bit more about your comedy. Where, what are you looking forward to? What's coming up next for you? Okay, well, I just recorded my third album what? Uh, for stand-up records uh, in Austin, Texas at the Velveeta Room. It's going to be called Everything Happens for No Reason. It's perfect. And, uh, and it's a little different than my first two records where uh, this one is, I was originally going to call it B-Sides uh, because it's stuff that I've written over the years that I'd didn't put on the earlier albums uh, for whatever reason. They just didn't fit. And then uh, just a lot of bits that I could never get to work how I wanted them to. Uh, so it, it's some very interesting mismatch of my stand-up. So can you tell me... It turned me out exactly how I wanted it to. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Nothing ever turns out exactly how I right, want it. Right, right. Can you tell me... And it comes from a place of ignorance. Like, I just don't know. What is in, what's entailed of coming out with an album? Like, how do you do that? Uh, and where do you release it? First, uh, well, there were these things called CDs. Okay, I've heard of them. And they used to make those, and people used to listen to them. Right. But people don't really anymore. But now... I basically record in the hopes that uh, Sirius Satellite Radio will pick it up, which they have my first two albums. So, uh, and they play me quite a bit. Do they play the entire album, they, or they cut it? I up? had a premiere where they played the entire album three times on Raw Dog for the right. last album, 
which was amazing. Such great publicity and good pay. But uh, they play individual tracks, you know. So there's five or six that they play a lot. And then they probably play about 15 overall. That's really cool. Yeah, it's neat. Okay, so you record it. You try to get serious to pick it up. Right. Um, and I have a record label. So yeah. it's on stand-up records and what up, Dan Schlissel. And uh, the first one I produced myself and then shopped it. And I had a couple offers and then Dan picked it up. And you, how, how long are your albums? The first two are each one hour. Oh, one hour. This last one's 45 minutes. Okay, very cool. It's going to be coming out in March of next year, most likely. Exciting. Yeah. Do you, um, can you tell me a little bit about, like, how, your process, like, how you write? You were saying that you're writing today. Do you write every day? Like, what do you do? How do you get a new joke, like, off the ground? Um, well, I usually just think of it, think of the, think of the premise and maybe a couple of lines. Sometimes I'll even, like, I'll write the punchline first and then try to build out, mm -hmm. uh, which seems backwards, but I probably write more that way. Like, I'll have a punchline and then I'll build the bit around it and uh, I don't write physically much uh-huh I usually just have the idea try to take it to the stage that day or that night I actually oh. don't write anything down oh uh, I was writing freelance earlier I wasn't writing stand-up I was writing uh, an article okay and uh, but yeah I, I don't write my material down almost ever uh, it's just and I mean I should because I've had so many times where people are like, what happened to this bit they used to do? And I'd literally forgotten that I had it. So, mm. um, but yeah, I mean, it's not a traditional process, but I know there's some people that write like that where take it to the stage and keep it in your mind, try to keep it fresh. And, but I, I have nothing written down. Do you just like go three I hours of material, nothing written. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's totally weird. Um, I know it's not weird. I mean, a lot of people do it's, that. It's, I mean, it's hard to remember it all. Yeah. But, you know. You, maybe you should have, like, a little log, maybe just of one-word references. I just look at the back of my CDs and be oh, like, oh, I remember this one. Oh, I just look at my CDs. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, duh. Just do that, Mary. Look just at the back of your CDs. Just look CDs. at the back of your CD. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, though, sometimes I will look on Spotify and be like, oh, I should bring that one back, you know? Yeah. So. When you um, put it on an album, do you, are you done with that joke? No, not necessarily, especially when I had just recorded an album, uh, because I'm still booking 45 minutes to an hour gigs, and I have to do something, Right. and I don't have any of that material, so, you know, or if I'm really, like, working a weekend with, like, Posehn or something, and I want to do 25 killer minutes, I'll just take, like, some new stuff, some stuff off my first album, some stuff on my last album, and just kind of do a greatest hits. You know, and you end up putting together a really good... Yeah. You know, just take everything you open and close with for three albums and give a pretty killer 25 minutes. You seem really pleased with yourself right now. I really like my... Uh, <laughs> I really like my act. That's good. That's good. A lot of people don't say that. They're like, oh, I'm the worst. If like, you want to talk about who's my biggest fan, it's me. Good. You should be, right? I'm definitely my biggest fan. Somebody's got to be that person or that guy or gal. Right. Um... That's interesting, because I met this, uh, and I, of course, I'm, I'm just putting this in context of myself. I should be less, a little more selfless, but no. 
I'm trying to, and my goal going forward right now is to move into a real solid feature spot. So I've been, I've right. been hosting, I've been opening, doing smaller sets, and I'm trying to really get into, you know, being a real feature. Mm. Um, and so when we're talking about minutes and stuff, um, that really interests me because I'm like, okay, well, how much time? I've been doing 25 minutes this weekend at, at Laugh Sun Limited. Um, and actually, it hasn't been, like, difficult in the right. sense of, like, I, I, have, I guess I have the material. I always wondered if it was like, um, did it make sense together? Right. You know, I think I might have 45 minutes of material. It's just all random. Right. So I want to get into that going, no, this is my clean feature set. This is my everything feature set sort of thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, and I think in context of like, I wish this went together more. And I, I get it, you know, there you want like a through line mm -hmm. a little bit. And I always have, like, when I was doing, like, a new hour, I always try to have, like, a through line, a theme. But, you know, life's random. Your act's going to be kind of random, you know? You're going to cover a lot of topics. Your life has a lot of topics, you know? Yeah. And I think people don't care as much about a theme as long as it's the theme is you. Yeah. You know? Everything happens for no reason. Yeah. It's really, that's really funny. I like it a lot. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, interesting. Now I'm all introspective and full. Yeah, I'm stuffed. I'm like, uh, uh. Also, I'm joking about being my own biggest fan, but at the same time, I'm just like, You're not when joking. I think back to, oh, yeah, like, I, I need to develop 10 minutes or whatever, and then looking back 10 years later and being like, wow, I've recorded three albums, it makes me proud, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you should be. And that's weird because we don't, I think a lot of comics, like, we don't let ourselves... Uh, celebrate anything. Yeah. Like, and truly I, celebrate. Yeah. I've heard people say, like, if somebody goes, oh, I crushed it, and they're like, they really, really didn't crush it. Right. Or it's like, you can, like, be confident, but don't be too confident, but you have to have a certain amount of confidence to do what we do, but you're not, it's like, you're not allowed to say it or... You know. Yeah, or or you're, or it either wasn't true. They must have bombed, which I find the least likely scenario. When yeah. someone says they kill, I almost always take that at face value, unless I know that person is like a neurotic, uh, un, like unaware human being, which yeah. which happens. But if a, like a buddy of mine says they crush, I'm usually like, yeah, they probably crushed. You know. You know what, also, in a in the nicest way possible, I don't really care. Right. Like, you know what? Good for you. So I'm not going to question that. So right, right. I should say that next time somebody goes, uh, like, who cares if somebody wants to say that they had a good time or they had a good set? Then they then they did. Does it matter? Well, you know, here's the deal. Maybe they really needed to kill, you know? And maybe yeah. they, they, were, they were real happy about it and wanted to celebrate it, you know? <laughs> Bless you. Bless you twice. Thank you. Thank you. Um... But I'll tell you what, I'm probably way more likely to talk about when I bomb. Yeah. Or like that Davis gig, where it was like, I literally ruined an entire... <laughs> I ruined I ruined part of the show. I ruined a lot of nights. You ruined marriages. Yeah. Uh, I've done that personally several times. <laughs> uh, but it's... You ruined uh, family reunions. Yeah. And I, it's almost more fun. I mean, I always tell the story. I... I was probably like a year in, and I did this shitty bar gig in Lodi, California, and I bombed within an inch of my life. And I got off stage, and I went to get a beer, and uh, this guy was at the bar, and he said, 
hey, you were just on stage. And I was like, oh, yeah. And he said, you're the worst comedian I've ever seen. I was like, what? I was like, part of me was like honored. I'm like, oh, really? The worst? Uh, that's amazing. You did it. Right, right. I'm, I'm number one at something. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, that guy's probably going to see me at some point or never. He's going to live his whole life thinking I'm the worst comedian ever. You know, he probably tells that story to I'll friends. I him. saw the worst comic I've ever seen. Who says that to somebody's face? This guy. That's crazy. But, you know, it, it was a bad night. That's the thing about bombing. Whatever particular room you're in, they think you suck. And they might not ever see you again. So they're going to live their whole lives thinking you're terrible at stand-up comedy. That's the thing about bombing. An entire room thinks you're terrible at the thing you hold most dear. Well, once you get over that, then there's right, yeah, nothing else cool. that's scary, if right? Yeah, if you're able to continue on, that's a triumph of the human spirit. Thanks for saying that. I think the more I talk, you know, the more we talk about this, the more I talk to people about this, the less afraid I am of it. Right. I think I have, I've always have this sense of like, I really want people to like me. Just uh -huh. not even just on, on stage, just in life. I was just telling you, I really want the staff to like me. I right. really want this waiter to like me. I really want that right. table over there to like me. And it's us. a lot of, <laughs> it's a lot of pressure though. So I need to get better with like, it doesn't matter. It's fine. One lady last night said to me, She's like, you were funny. You started off not as funny, but you got funnier. Yeah, people's... What's this guy doing? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's mocking us oh, for having a microphone. Oh, he's me. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. He's on a scooter. So many people... You know what? I love... I think I love Sacramento. Like, yeah. I feel seen here, yeah. okay? And I feel valued. Well, Mary, I don't get this kind of attention in Phoenix. I value the fuck out of you. What? So I value the fuck out of you. So, <laughs> as Sacramento's official spokesperson, welcome to <laughs> our mayor? welcome to our city. Thank you. No, you can. This is a place you can really get seen. Yeah, it's uh, true. You can get seen by strangers. Everyone's on scooters. Not that we don't have scooters in Phoenix, but it just feels like you guys have these rental scooters yeah. or, and jump bikes. Yeah, but I feel like here, I don't like. Everybody's on them. Yeah. Um, it's Ellis really freeing up parking. Oh, tell you that, oh which that's is nice. nice. Ellis Gonzalez said something hilarious yesterday. Ellis we, Rodriguez. Oh, I'm sorry. I get my Latinos. You can call, call him Gonzalez if you want. I thought it was. You're all Speedy Gonzalez. No, 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 He's no. That little character. No, I swear, because I. Anyway, um, who did I friend on Facebook then is what I want to know. Ellie and Gonzalez, the uh, <laughs> the little kid. Rodriguez, got... Gonzalez Rodriguez. Yes, it is. Okay, I have an, I have friends named both, so I was kind of mixed up. He really hasn't accepted my friend request yet. He's <laughs> very busy. He's not, though. Okay. Um, I'm way off topic now, but I was just gonna say he said I love seeing thugs on scooters. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you see it a lot. <laughs> thugs on bikes. So it is a thing that happens. Um, a bunch of girlfriends and I, we went up to, like, northern uh, Arizona, like, to Prescott area and for, like, a, an overnighter. And they had this bright idea to, like, let's all ride scooters. They're, like, a big scooter gang of, of these moms and stuff. And I know better than to get on one of those scooters. This was, like, the kind you pedal. You know, you have right. to, like... And I did it a little bit for the pictures, but I wasn't going to do it because this town has a lot of, like, uneven pavement. And sure enough, one of the girls ate shit and cracked her oh, tooth. Oh, yeah, I've seen some people eat she shit. She's so pretty, too. And then she, now she's got... Oh, man, now she's a hideous beast. 
with a jacked up face. But we, we'd get in an Uber and they're like, there's a there's a big group of girls here on scooters. There's so much going on this weekend. And we're like, that's that's us. Yeah, yes. the, yeah. We're famous for our weekend. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm talking about myself so much. Tell me more it's about you. It's your show, Mary. I know, but um, I'm kind of have this like post food. Oh, there's two people that on a scooter. Is, wow, that was a scene. <laughs> if I've ever seen it. <laughs> So we're looking out the window and watching people. Go, what did you see? To describe it to my viewers. Uh, it listeners. was a tiny man uh, <laughs> leading the charge on a scooter <laughs> with what I'm imagining is his girlfriend, which was much taller she was. Uh, than him. He looked like a little baby. <laughs> he looked like a little baby driving a scooter. Maybe it was her son. Yeah. It was cute. <laughs> Sacramento. Families. It's adorable. Alien Gonzalez, what happened to him? Uh, he's probably old now. No, he's well. He's younger than me. Uh, yeah, he's probably old now. What? <laughs> That's a joke. Um, no, I think he's. Well, I think he would join the military. Oh, maybe. Maybe, maybe he, he's a figure. He's a very cute little kid. He's, yeah, well, he's a handsome. If he would have been a hideous kid, no one would have gave a shit. I'd be That's like, true. look at that hideous kid. Anyways, back to you, Tom. <laughs> So normally I feel like we have a lot more structure. I'm really sorry about this. Um, this is fucking chaos. Sorry. It has gotten chaotic. I like it. I think because I just don't care anymore. That's beautiful. You're at that point of podcast producing so. where you're all, oh God, God, who oh, gives a so shit? So much work. Yeah. You know how many weeks? We had, to pretend, we had to pretend to eat wings today. I never even saw a wing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we ate what wings. I just gave you an MRE. What is he that? Uh, it's a meal ready to eat that our military Oh, he gave me an MRE. Thank you so much. Gave me an MRI, an MRE. <laughs> and then a UTI. Whoa, hello. Hello. Working blue here. What's been, like, your favorite comedy memory? Like, so in 10 years, I mean, you've probably had some really fun, really cool shows. Like, what's one of the ones that really stand out to you that, like, that was the best night ever? I did a curtain call. What is that? Uh, where they called us back to the stage to bow, and they gave us a standing ovation. Oh I did a curtain call with Robin Williams. <gasps> it's online. You can go That's watch amazing. it. That's yeah. amazing. What show was this? Uh, I opened for Robin Williams at the Throckmorton Theater in Mill Valley. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was Robin Williams, myself, Mark Pitta, Bobcat Goldthwait, uh, Eric Cash, Nick Aragon. What year was this? 2013, 2014, 2013, probably. So you come back out. Oh, you don't do more comedy. You just Maybe bow 2012. And yeah, you just bow and like, be like, yeah, and like yeah. wave your hands and shit. And you're there. like, it's never going to get as good as this. Yeah, it was the, it was like me. my entire childhood fantasies unraveling in like a 35 second. Were you like, I hope me and Robin Williams live forever? I was like, I hope Robin Williams lives forever. I, I didn't think I'd outlive Robin Williams, to be honest. Like, that is weird. I was living pretty hard. That's really sad. Yeah. Uh, that was the nicest guy of all time. Really? Yeah. Did you get to talk to him backstage? I talked to him a bunch of times. Really? He, he came. I was at the... He used to uh, hang out at that Throckmorton Theater. What did you lead with this? Uh, Got to wait to get to the good content. Um, I... Uh, he used to perform at the Throckmorton Theater in Mill Valley all the time. I was like mm-hmm. his home club he'd practice there and uh i was there on my birthday doing a set and i went into the green room after my set and it was just robin williams in there and i was like oh wow man i was like are you gonna do a set and he said no mark mark pitta uh told me it was your birthday and i wanted to stop by and wish you a happy birthday no way 
Yeah. That's the kind of guy he was. That's super sweet. That makes it even sadder. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, Johnny Taylor. Nice, nice dude. That's nice. Yeah. Really cool. I'm glad I asked you that question. What do you want? What do you want in the next, like, one to three years well, if we vision boarded that your comedy yeah, or even to, life? It used to be like, oh, I want to get JFL. Yeah. And then I've been close twice, and yeah. now I'm like, whatever. I don't care anymore. I'm getting too old. Would that be the New Faces JFL? New Faces, yeah. Yeah, yeah they've sniffed around uh, where we did the back and forth a couple of times. Uh, over the last five years, and I no longer give that much of a shit about it. And, uh, you know, I'd love to do Late Night Spot. I'd love to do Comedy Central Special. All that shit, you know? Yeah. All the stuff that, like, I've done everything but all that shit at this point. Right. You know, I've had good albums. I'm on Sirius. I tour with, like, a really cool headliner. I headline myself a bunch. I go on the road a bunch. I make a living doing it. Uh... So, yeah, I would just like to do some of those things. I love saying it out loud. I, I it, like, I call it, you know, just vision boarding it, but... It, yeah, it, manifesting. It it, yeah, and it comes true, so I think that's really cool. Right. Um, that is exciting. I want to do more weekends like this. Right. That's what I want for it's 2020. Fun. That's the thing about stand-up, especially on the road. It's fucking fun. It still is. It's one of those things where it's tiring, and I book, I way overbooked myself the last several months. Mm -hmm. But, man, I'll be damned if after a show I'm not like, wow, I got a fucking awesome life. That's really, that's a great feeling. Um, I, one thing I like, and I've always liked this about stand-up, like, I've always wanted to travel. I've always wanted to go places, and I felt like my whole life I was, like, waiting to have the friends or the significant other to, like, let's go, right? right. And none of that's happening, so it's like do it on your own so comedy kind of gives me the opportunity to travel and i don't need to bring anybody because you have friends there right, right. Or even just if it's in town if i'm in phoenix it's like i get to go to a bar but i don't have to wait for four girlfriends to get ready right. it's like you're gonna go and you're gonna see your friends there right so I, that's one thing i really like about comedy i like the bringing people together yeah and i mean and you've done a bunch of festivals and you've you know worked around a little bit um, I, I was telling a friend of mine, there's not a major city in the country that I could go to where I wouldn't, I go into the comedy club, I'm going to know somebody. Yeah. Like literally every major city in, in America, I, I have somebody I'm friendly with. And that's awesome. Like, that is really cool. You know, wherever I go, I know that there's people there that know me have you ever burned bridges or oh, do you several. have places where you cannot go to um there's a club here um that i can't go to um thank you you may or may not be featuring at it this, <laughs> <laughs> this uh -oh. week, should i be talking to you right time. now oh yeah this is this career suicide no right this it's gonna be fine uh um i've had a but yeah i mean around the country probably not you know like yeah. It's always in your local scene where you burn you burn the bridges, you know. I've burned several. I've 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 put them out and then I've lit them back on fire before. So <laughs> like dumpster fries with uh, gyro and they're, tzatziki. They're dumpster fries with not as much uh, gyro meat as I'd like. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, I have, and I've burned bridges with comics, and there's comics in this town that won't have anything to do with me and I won't have anything to do with them and it just happens, you know? 
I guess, I mean, it doesn't have to happen, probably. No, do you have right? beef with anybody? Comedy beef? I don't I try that not they know to. About. I try not to anymore. No, me too. I mean, um, I think there's people I don't like, but I try not to let them know about it. Yeah, that's the best practice, probably. And then I just try to stay away from it. Smart. Uh, right now, I hate people who talk too loud. Okay. Uh, I get really, I get, um, like, if I'm in a green room and I start, and I hear, like, the audience talking through somebody's set, I mean, it just gives me this, like, I see red. And I'm yeah. like, I got to be better, maybe, with my temper. Because nobody wants to, see, and I don't blow up, but I want to. Oh, uh, that's not good. You got to blow up sometimes. Don't hold it maybe all in, Maybe when I'm Mary. a headliner, I'll do it. Yeah. Diva out. Like, when I get the power that matches you know, on the outside that matches the inside. Right. Watch out. I think that's going to be a beautiful day. It might be. I mean, on the flip side, it would be really nice to people, though, too. Like, anybody who watches my Instagram story, I'm taking everybody with. Those are your yeah. real friends. Yeah, you are nice. Those are the people who really like you. I'll watch your Insta stories. Yeah, see? That's why I, I bought you lunch today, because um, those are your real friends. Everybody else can go fuck themselves. Right. I'm just joking. I only trust people that watch my Instagram stories. Yeah. Um, I am getting, like, a weird group now of people I don't know. Oh, really? But how do they find you? Maybe it's if you're hashtagging. Oh, it's the video. You know how it's just, like, recommended videos? Maybe um, people watch those. I never do. You know what was exciting? Last night, there was people who were like, oh, I saw your YouTube, because they post it when they advertise the show. Oh, dope. So people do that to look, and I'm like, oh, thanks. That's cool. Now I'm like, shit, what's on YouTube? I had people at Off the Cuff in Glendale that were like, yeah, we saw that you were the headliner, so we watched some clips of you on YouTube. Isn't it funny if you just took a different context? Like, if you weren't a comedian, they're like, hey, I looked you up online. I know. And you're like, well, that's creepy. Yeah. Cool. I'm going like to hide in my line. house for the next five years. <laughs> Do you sell any merch? Uh, I have. What's and, been your favorite merch? Well, I have my albums that uh, oh, duh. sell sometimes. I'm going to sell just blank albums, like yeah, blank CDs, um, Memorex. Better. Those will probably sell better. You can um, burn your own. Just make it what cheaper. you want. Um, I had shirts that were my Twitter handle that oh, yeah. used to sell pretty well. And look, this lady's getting on a jump bike, and she's getting a picture taken oh of her. Oh, my gosh. Getting on a jump oh, bike. She's not you know what? She's not actually renting no, it. If she falls right now, I will literally <laughs> blow a load in my pants. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. Oh, no. Oh, and she just, like, got up and walked off like she was Steve McQueen. <laughs> she's, like, done with this yeah, shit. Yeah, she's, like, late. This is the best window. Oh, like, I'm to telling sit you, the people watching Maybe I is incredible. Maybe should have gotten the pizza cookie. Oh yeah. Ooh, that doesn't. I mean, I think I am too full. What? I think I'm too full for it, but it does sound good. It does, but we're going to go across the street to Rick's Dessert we're Diner go instead. Rick's. And maybe we'll just pick up the podcast there. Okay. Or maybe just be done with it. Yeah, how long have we, How long are these podcasts usually? <sighs> usually I try to go for two to three hours. Shut up. <laughs> just Fucking just... Joe Rogan experience shit. I'm like, uh, we're bringing Bernie Sanders on. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that funny to go so long with like, oh, I don't always have comics though too. I like to have just interesting people. Right. And those people usually, you know, I have the most listens because they have people who care about right, them. Right, right, right. Um, um, I will I, post this on my Twitter. You, you will, will get some listens from it. Oh, nice. Do I follow you on Twitter? I have 150,000 followers on Twitter. Wow. I don't know. I'm not good at Twitter. How do you do Twitter? I just followed you today. You did? I haven't even looked at it today. Yeah. Um, what, um, what is your favorite, like, social media platform and why? Twitter because I think it's fun to kind of, like, work a joke out on Twitter. I do that a lot. Um, I like Instagram because I love pictures. Yeah. 
And uh, Facebook, I like to keep up with uh, oh, look, you networking and family and all that bullshit. Yeah. Where's your family? Well, my parents are dead. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, so they're ghosts now. God. They're in heaven. You, um, think, you think so. They're in hell. Uh, they're probably just nothing is probably going on with them. There was a, was it Mark Twain who wrote, I was dead for billions of years before I was born and it suited me just fine or something? Oh, wow. That's very existential. I really like that quote. And I'm yeah. like, he's probably right. Yeah, he is, you know. Was it Mark Twain or the other well, guy? we were afraid of dying, but we weren't afraid before we were born, were we? Right. Maybe like, where we were you were. before you were born? Right. I was in my mama's tummy. Um, <laughs> like before that, before you were conceived. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, that's. You know, I, I'm considering myself largely atheist, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm agnostic when it comes down to it. Right. I wasn't. I mean, I didn't think you had the answers. That'd be weird if I was like, "Here's what happens, Mary." You're like, "I have That's the height of mansplaining. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna explain what the universe was like. <laughs> um, is that what mansplaining is? Because sometimes I'm not fully sure what it is. Oh, I think my just, Uber driver did it to me on the way over here. Uh, I think mansplaining is when a fucking idiot dude... Okay, check. Uh, ex right, so so far so good. Yep. Explains something check. that a woman already knows mm -hmm. to her like she doesn't know it. Right. It would be like me being like, these jump bikes are operated by Uber. And you're like, oh, what? Uh, okay, fucking idiot. <laughs> um, why does every Uber driver, did I tell you this already? But oh, P.S., I also just mansplained mansplaining to you, which <laughs> I think is like. Oh, my God, I just got double mansplained. Possibly. You better, oh. Yeah. Girls with Louis Vuitton purses on these scooters. The scooters are fucking happening. They, everybody, how do they know how to do them? If I got on one, I would be like, I'd look like I, a baby cat. I took a scooter, I've taken a scooter several times. The first time I ever got on one, I was like, I'm going to fucking kill myself on yeah. this. But the jump bikes are great. Well, that's just a regular bike. Yeah, it's a bike, but it's it's motorized, too. Oh, so so it has really, a, do you have to do much? Yeah, you pedal, but it has pedal assist, so Can you do that you'll through cruise. your Uber app? You do it through the Uber app. Oh, maybe I should do... Oh, I'm wearing a dress. It's not a good idea. Well, it's not a good look. Um, next time you got jeans on, hop on a jump bike. It's a fun time. Yeah, well, I don't think we have jump bikes in Phoenix. Okay. We have the, like, scooters. Um, my Uber driver, and I'm, I'm, this is something I've been thinking about lately. Every fucking Uber driver needs to tell you about their real job. Yeah, like they're And it's like, annoying. it's fine if you drive for Uber. Like, I don't care. But then they want to tell you about what they really do and how this is just this. And it's like, I don't care. What What did your Uber driver today, what was their real job? <sighs> I um. I don't. I didn't get that from him today, but he did tell me all about his investments and his property and how he bought a piece of land and he has a, a rental. So kind of same thing, right? Okay. He's telling you about his rental income. He's all really into Airbnbs right now. <laughs> been flipping, been flipping but Airbnbs. Like, but here's the thing: I'm sitting in the back of your car, like, why are you telling me this? Yeah. First of all, it's way too personal. You obviously, it's insecurity, and that is the most annoying fucking thing <clears throat> yeah i mean i'm on team don't talk to me in the uber <clears throat> i don't like talking to them i really don't either but then i feel like if i don't then i'm a snob or right, i'm a jerk right. or I'm this. i just like to look at my phone and get to my destination right well the guy last night it was an older guy he was telling me about how you know this is a ride share and people think it's a limo and it's not 
Like, you're like, yeah, I didn't think your Kia Rio was a limo, dude. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and he, but he was mad about people who want to smoke or vape or drink. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Again, somewhere, someone telling me that you're not just a driver. Right. That's this, like, thing. You know, I had that feeling back when I was in college and I still worked at Men's Warehouse. And, like, people from my high school would come in. They would be away at, like, a UC Davis or a uh-huh. four-year college. They'd come home for the holidays. For some reason, they'd end up at Men's Warehouse. And I'd be like, oh, shit, I'm still here going to junior college and you're away at school. You know, I, then that's when I felt like that. Right. But right. I don't Let me check your inseam. It's a Taylor joke. That's how I got the power back. Right. An inseam joke is the first place you go, right, when you think of men's warehouse? Because I have a joke about it, so I thought... I would do. I guarantee it. That's my... It's not really a joke, but... They fired George Zimmer, you know? I didn't know that. Sexual yeah. harassment? No. Um, he... It's a, it's actually a classic story when you get too greedy and you when you if you want to go public you lose control it's not your company uh-huh. anymore but it is kind of sad when it's like oh I started that company oh with and then he went public and and the board of directors was like we're tired of you George yeah I think he wanted to go back private and he wanted to have too much say and it's like you just don't have that say anymore you're done um, tell it to the board yeah he used to come to all our Christmas parties. Um, He'd come to a lot of Christmas parties, and he's. I used to have like an after party in my hotel, and I was like, really? like hoping everybody comes up, you know, and oh, everyone's man. in their gowns. Mary, you're the you're the party girl. <laughs> this is back in the day, and it was, and and sometimes it would work, and sometimes it wouldn't. But there was this one year where like. I think it's because a cooler party got rolled by security, so right. they all let's go to Mary's room, and then everybody shows up, and then here comes George Zimmer, and like ever, and I was like, it was like my best moment because finally people came to my party, and that was it. Oh wow, it was exciting. Should end the podcast right there. No. I think we will. <laughs> I mean, we were in ball gowns too, so that makes it extra special. Oh wow, that was a neat. The years I worked there was really fun because of, um, it was just a fun place to work. It's not like that anymore because they went public, you know, and it's. Yeah. So, gosh, talking about so many things. This isn't a We're typical all over Wings the with Friends. Um, so, overall, did you like the wings? I, lo- I thought they were great. They were great. These were some of the better wings that I've had. Really? Um, yeah. I think I will say that I like them when I don't love them. What is the best wing you have? Do you oh remember? Oh, my God. Best wing. I'll tell you this. I really like sometimes the salt and vinegar flavor. It's oh, been one of my favorites. Nice. That sounds good. It is good. And when we're talking about getting chapped, that'll chap the shit out of your lips. Um, they make it at Buffalo Wild Wings. They're not my favorite wing. Um, my, one of my favorite wings is a place in downtown Phoenix. Um, Arizona Wilderness has really good wings. They do mm. them confit style. Maybe I'll do that when I'm in, in town. Yeah, it's like confit. And so they like separate the tendon and all the meat is on the top. They call it like a lollipop. Oh wow, that sounds amazing. And they fry it in duck fat. Okay, I'm 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 on board. Thus yeah, it's far. at Arizona Wilderness in downtown Phoenix. It's across the street from my building and so Are you gonna be in town October twenty sixth? Um, you know, uh, I don't know if I want to. Just saying tell we can go you. get wings <laughs> if you want. You know what? I am. I've got a. I'm doing. I'm working at the comedy spot in Scottsdale that weekend. Oh, with that one guy. I shouldn't say anything. <laughs> you know, I'm just joking. I don't want to say any of this. But you know what? Nobody <laughs> is listening this far, so it doesn't matter. What was that guy's name? I'm not saying. <laughs> I can't remember. I've never performed there, and I guess I probably still oh, never okay, will after remember. this. Oh no, we'll cut this out. 
I don't know how to edit, Johnny. <laughs> I'm what? sorry I brought it up. <laughs> that guy's a character, though. Sorry about that. Um, so, <laughs> where are you? Oh, you're performing. Where are you performing? I'm performing October 26th, featuring for Brian Posehn at CB Live. Oh, my gosh. Two shows, one night, Saturday. I would ask for a guest set if I hadn't just told you how much I fucking hate people who ask for guest sets, and if I wasn't the complete opposite of you. Also, I you uh, also I could uh, maybe put a word in it for you. Thank you, but um, maybe I'll just go watch it. Maybe just put me on the It'll list. It'll be a fun show. Um, oh wait, no, because I'm working. I'm sorry, I can't go see your show because I oh, have my own. Oh, it's a hamster cage with all <laughs> hamster man. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> is it? Is there a wheel involved? We're just running around the wheel. Yeah, I don't know. I think we've had enough. All right, that's too much fun. <laughs> no, it just got good. Just edit got that numb. out. Just edit it. Um, Johnny Taylor, where can people find you? I'm at Hipsterocracy on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I'm all filled up on Facebook, so don't try. All filled up. There's all, I don't have any friends left. Oh, you can okay. follow me on there, though. Sometimes I write longer things on there than other places, but it's weird. Who do you think you are? No, just kidding. I'm Who sorry. do you think you are, you <laughs> fuck? I'm on Phil Depp. Just kidding. But then there's Instagram. Insta. I like Insta. Oh, yeah. it's Insta. Insta's good. I'm sorry I'm being so rude Twitter now. Twitter is good. Uh... And then uh, just come, or listen to my albums on Spotify. Yeah, and come yeah. out to Phoenix, um, CB Live, tw uh, October 24th. 26th. 26th. October 26th. You can still come out on the 24th. They have great drink specials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure whoever's playing, they're probably, maybe Rob Schneider will be there. Who knows? They don't always have comedy. Sometimes uh, it's just a big Scottsdale gangbang. Tight. <laughs> I'm going to go early. Uh, get in town early and just see what this gangbang's all about. <laughs> Uh, Thank you so much for meeting up with me here in Sacramento at Chicago Fire and recommending so, it. So fun. Right it was great. Home. Was it so fun or just kind of fun? I had a lot of fun. We're going to get dessert, too, so that's Sounds probably going to be better. All right, All right cool. thanks, guys. We'll see you next time on Wings with Friends. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.